Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 18 and 2, like I told you, is like that 7, 16 and 1 team. Like, that's that kind of record. I don't think they're 18 and 2 pace over the playoffs. I think they can drop a couple games here and there. And I think they, some matchups like, for, like, I want to see you guys and I want to see us against Milwaukee and against Miami. Those are the only two teams I'm worried about out East until Kyrie comes back. So I feel like, you guys can't be beat by anybody but us and vice versa. And in the, in the, in the East, there's a couple teams that can beat us. Three teams if Kyrie comes back. So that's how I see it. So 18-2 and two to me is clear of the league. I don't think you guys are clear of the league. Is that not fair? I mean, the record wouldn't suggest that. And they have Clay coming back, so. You guys think you're clear of the league. Do you think that? (laughs) 
I think that Clay is coming back to a team that's eighteen and two. That's what I think. Yeah, but you don't believe you're clear of the league. You think no, it's 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 not that. It's that I don't like to disrespect any team. I respect all people as opponents. So you're never gonna hear me speak like that. It's just not my thing. But do I think that we are the best team in the league? Yes. And do I think that we're the best team in the league right now? Yes. And I think that you're adding Clay Thompson to the best team in the league. I would have to put the Heat and the Suns a little bit lower. First of all, I mean, I'm not like super high on Milwaukee. I'm only high and not even high. I only believe in the Nets if Kyrie comes back because I I actually didn't think that they needed Kyrie to still go to the finals. Neither. But if if Harden is not going to play like an MVP level player, then they absolutely need Kyrie, right? And so, either two, one or one of two things has to happen, or both. Harden has to re- return to form, which I don't know, doesn't seem like it's going to happen, or they have to get Kyrie back, right? If both happen, then they're pretty legit. That's the only team. The Bucks, you know, I'm another one with. You know, the way that they they won and got there. I know people feel like that's the same shit people did to the Warriors. Oh, well, I don't care. I'm just not, I'm not like a super believer in like the Bucks dominated the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, okay. Like I'm just not, I'm just not overly impressed. I'm sorry. But Giannis is a great player. What he did was impressive. I'm not taking that away from him, but I didn't see him play the Nets and feel like he just dominated KD and embarrassed him or anything like that. You know what I mean? So that that's yeah, I'm with that's you. That's how that's how I feel about the Bucks, it. Though. The Bucks are the difference is like even this year they're undefeated when all three of their guys play, and it's like I said about the uh, Warriors in 2015. I think they know they can do it now, so I think there's a different level of confidence with them. Like especially with uh, Middleton, who I think he needed it a little more. And then Drew is a championship player, and then Giannis got that monkey off his back. I feel like it's a little different. And they're re- when the three of them have been together this year, they've been really good, like crazy good. So I, I think the Nets are worse because Harden isn't that guy anymore. Even if Kyrie comes back, I think there's some chemistry issues that are going to be there, but that's probably more wishful thinking than anything. And then Miami, it just matches up well. Like defensively, they just, they got everything. So I feel like they don't have the guy. I'm always a little lower on them. Sorry. I just believe one of those guys. So I'm definitely with you on that, but uh, I don't know. They, I feel like they, if they shut down, Miami can shut down Giannis. I do. I believe that too. And that's the difference. Like I'm in agreement that I think that there's still a way to limit Giannis, right? I don't, and granted, that way might be with a wall, right? I don't think anyone's doing it one-on-one. But what I'm saying is with Steph, when you throw traps at him, he has his answer to that now. Like you're not just throwing a trap at him and he's getting like flustered and nothing's happening. He has his counter to that. I don't, haven't seen what Giannis's counter yet is. Right. And so that's my thing. He's been hitting, he's gotten better as a passer. So he's hitting a lot of those skip passes. Um, Every time whoever collapses on him, he's finding the right guy. He's finding the guy who's going to find the guy. So I think he's gotten better as a passer this year. 
And he's not attacking as much on the ball, like at the top of the key and just ramming into the defense. I think he's finding different ways to get into the paint. So I think that's the difference with him this year. And I think just the difference is Drew. Like, Brett Bledsoe was a terrible. Drew is the difference, like, to me, between last the last couple of years. Agreed. So Here's think- my theory, though. Here's my theory about if, like, the Warriors match up with the Bucks, right? I think that they need Drew to also be good offensively yeah. to win that series. And if Drew is chasing around Steph all game, that's going to affect him on the offensive end. And I think Drew is who they would put on Steph. And Drew has yet to proven to be like an effective defender on Steph. And so it's kind of like the way I look at like what, yes, the Bucks are a much better team. But when Nurse put, you know, Fred Van Vliet on Steph all night the other night, aside from the fact that they have the personnel, personnel now to make um, Toronto like pay for that, yeah. It took it took Fred VanVleet out of the game. Like yeah. he never got an offensive game going. He was struggling. He wasn't in rhythm. He was gassed. He was tired. If Drew is able to give some defense on Steph and still be good for the Bucks offensively, then I think they're a real threat. I just he has to show me that. I don't believe he can do it. Yeah, I mean, if again, if if you guys have Clay, I would pick y'all. Like that's the easy favors. I think you match up with everybody, including Miami. Miami, you're right. They don't have that guy. I'm not that big on Butler as most people. He's been an MVP candidate this year, but to me, he's still a tier two, tier three type of player. And then they're relying on Tyler Hero off the bench. Bam has regressed. He's still great defensively, but something's off about him this year. And Kyle has been inconsistent this year. A lot of people are down this year. So who knows? Separating the men from the boys. Separating the men from the boys. It's funny because, like, I was thinking about that, the way Dame and uh, uh, Tatum and all of them look. Like, the the top five versus everybody else has widened. So if you're not one of those dudes, you're definitely getting the finals. You're getting at least to the Western Conference finals. And then from there, we'll see what happens. If Steph has Clay by his side, I don't see anyone beating him, even the Suns. I just think that's too much. Um, if Miami had, like, a top five guy, maybe. Right. But right now, you guys are just the favorites. It's just, it is what it is until Kyrie comes back and we see what that looks like. But other than them, yeah, you guys are the favorites with Clay. There's no doubt. I'm at the point now where if I want a, a Suns Warriors Western Conference Finals. I picked I that Western Conference. I said it preseason. I called it. I thought it. I thought it would be the Lakers, honestly. And I don't really care who it is. I want to play both of y'all. But um, <laughs> there's a part of me that wants to play the the Utah Jazz too, just to like fucking clown them. But no. there's no. <laughs> There's no point that we're going to get to them because it's going to, they're going to be too highly seasoned. So I shouldn't say get to them, but it'll either be like, we'll see, we'll probably see two of those three teams, but not all three. You can see Um, the players in the first round. If they, if they keep this up, if they stay around the play-in, you know, uh, bracket level, uh, they could make the play-in. You could see in the first round and you could see us in the third and then see, I don't know, either the Clippers or Utah in the second, who knows. 
but yeah i don't know i mean whatever anyway i just i i would like to see the suns because like i said y'all well, have gotten a little cocky other. you're gonna see us i promise you that <laughs> so but i i still want like all due respect to Giannis, love to play him at some time but i want the fucking nets in the finals so Kyrie. i don't care what version of them it is i want steph versus katie that's what i fucking want that's the finals that I want. Bad. We're going to spoil that. We're going to spoil all that. It's going to be Suns versus some, I don't know. You just team. said if Clay comes back with a favorite. Like, have favorites I is news? not unbeatable. Favorites is not unbeatable. Have I missed the news that Clay is not coming back? Favorites unbeatable are two different things. It's not a guarantee you're going to make it. Okay? That's all I'm saying. I would never pick, man, I'm, I'm behind my Suns. We're going to make it to the finals. I'm so pissed we didn't win last year. I'm so pissed. I'm still pissed. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I could never cheer for you guys with Chris Paul on the team. You get rid of that 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 guy, and I could. But until then, <laughs> I will always root against you guys. And it's it's a shame because I like the team a lot outside of them. It kind of you know it's funny. It kind of sucks because I, I I know how everyone else felt from 2015 to like 2019. You're like, man. Like, how can we beat this fucking team, man? You know what I mean? Like, you guys, you're you're this good, and your your others, your second player is just about to come. It was like back then. Now I know how they felt. They're like, man, KD ruined the league because it's <laughs> how we gonna beat y'all. So even me thinking about how we can beat a team with Clay is crazy. That's why we need like Kawhi back. We need uh, Kyrie back because. It's, but now you want the war. I would think that if the Suns don't make it, you would want the Warriors to win. Steph is your guy. No, he's not my guy with the Suns. No, I said if the Suns don't make it, I would yeah. think that you'd want the Warriors to win. No, I have no issue with them beating everybody else. It's just that. Right, that's what I'm saying. So then why do you care about Kawhi? Oh, you want these guys to eliminate them so you guys don't have to deal with them. I'm saying I don't think, I think the league has no chance unless those dudes come back. Because I feel like it's going to be, if Clay comes back himself, which I think he will, I don't think it's going to be a 90 or 83% Clay. I think it's going to be Clay. If he comes back, it's a wrap. You do? What's your reason for thinking that? Because from his history, the way he comes back, and then in general, other people who've come back, they look great. But Clay himself, the way he the way he's always come back with injuries, even in game during injuries, like over over since I've watched the Warriors, he's always come back himself. Nothing ever so changed. This is an Achilles. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. I agree oh, yeah. with you. But... I, I'm not a doctor, so I am totally spitballing right now. So but I just think that Clay himself from his history, I think he's just going to come back and bounce right back. I think everything, anything he's going to struggle with is going to be rhythm dependent, right? Just in terms of timing with the sets. But in terms of his play, offensively, he's going to be himself. He's going to be lights out. So okay. I, I'm i worried because I'm like, I don't think we got a shot against you guys with Clay. I just think, I don't think anybody does except... Like, like they're not I, unbeatable. I don't know what you're arguing. I just feel like you're saying things to say things to be contrarian. I am. I am going in and out of character. Okay, so you got to keep up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, this is the Suns now. So, this is not a Suns fan talking. This is just the NBA dude. 
it's 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 scary to see that team that good without that dude coming back. But from a Suns fan perspective, I think that we could do some things, you know? <laughs> we could do some things. Okay. Well, you, you claim to me that some things are going to happen in the games this week. What Tuesday, day do we play? Tuesday win. or Wednesday? And then we, we play Tuesday, and then we play again Friday. Is that right? Uh, let me check. I actually don't know. I know, I know. All I know is that I'm going to Christmas. That's all that matters. Oh, Lakers about to win. Damn it. I don't like when the Lakers win. So we play Tuesday and then Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we got and what the twice. Friday the Friday game is in Golden State, right? So right. it's the Tuesday. Okay. Yep. Okay. So we will see what happens. See? Let's just do let's let's go into like take you out of Suns mode and let's just go into regular objective NBA mode, okay? So you, coming into the season, you said you were never really high on the Lakers, and so and you also said some, something interesting. You said like the Warriors in preseason they were just clicking, and like how did you feel about everyone just like dismissing? Because by the way, like I didn't like the way that people were dismissing preseason. And the Suns have sort of escaped this. The Warriors didn't, though, because when they were winning, there was, like, a heavy focus on our schedule. And no one really said anything about y'all. Y'all have just kind of, like, flown under the radar. But in general, I mean, some would make the argument that you guys probably aren't getting enough credit for, like, winning so many games in a row and being second right behind Golden State. But I don't think people really kind of cared about you guys that much, right? Right. But with the Warriors and I would say the Bulls, those are probably the two teams I noticed it with. Like, people just kept emphasizing, oh, their schedule. They haven't played anyone real. When we were, like, good in the post in the preseason, it was dismissed. But when the Lakers weren't, it was like, oh, it's just preseason. You know? Um... I don't think that you can just overlook those things. I'm not saying that the champion is determined in preseason, but I do think there are some things you can glean from the preseason, little things. And I feel like it just went to like the extreme of like, oh, it doesn't matter. But I feel like that is always tied to like LeBron teams when they're not doing well, right? Like if they're not doing well, it's preseason or it's regular season or it's early or this doesn't matter. You know, the thing about a team like, Huh? Or injuries, like they're waiting right. for Ariza and, and somebody else. It's the like the thing about a team like the Lakers, right? They are supposed to have another one of those guys in Anthony Davis. And they can't win a fucking game without LeBron James. And then even when he does play, they have to go into like double overtime against teams that they should be able to beat. And so I'm curious about like Anthony Davis, like if he continues to play like this, like, are we still considering him a top 10 guy? I mean. Man, I was high on, I probably was higher on AD than most people. Cause I was. Yeah. Cause you moved him into the top five. I remember that. Oh yeah. I had him, I had him as the, uh, man, probably the best big. In the you league. had him over Giannis. I had him over every big in, in 20, after they won the championship. Cause I got tricked by the bubble. The bubble stats. I got tricked like a lot of people did. And then he just looks different. I mean, we saw the New Orleans version AD. It's not this guy. He he was better in before he got traded to LA. 
So it, I don't I don't know what's really going on with him. I don't know. It's because he's not completely back. Maybe he. Some people have suggested he bulked up too much. Maybe it's the rust effect because I always believe like sometimes rust rubs some people off the wrong way because he takes so many possessions. So I don't know what's going on with AD, but I don't think this guy is who was there a couple years ago because even when he wasn't making the playoffs, he looked way better than this individually, right? He looked way better in New Orleans, but I still way overrated him. Like I think the people who were for him, we all did it. We all have to just admit it. Like he's just not as good as we thought. He's not a good in, in, initiator. Uh, it's not that great of a playmaker. He really is a great finisher. That's what he does. He finishes plays. He has to be set up. You have to set the table for him, and then he's gonna eat. That's what he does. He's kind of an old school big. Yeah. So which you, is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But in today's NBA, the fact that you have players like Joker. Yeah, it takes him down a tier because yeah, like people like Giannis and Bead, uh, the Embiid, yeah, way better. Uh, at creating for their own team, creating for themselves, uh, getting to the free throw line, not always injured or looking like they're injured. Like like AD does that like Paul Pierce thing where he looks hurt every damn time. It's so, <laughs> I don't get why he does that. So right. he's, he's having a tough season. But I think, again, my whole thing was they brought in Russ and they got a little Caruso and KCP. I didn't get that. It was a wrap after that. Like, I don't even have to break anything down. I don't have to go X and those like they do every week <laughs> with the Lakers pod. It's it's really just they brought in Russ, and Russ monopolizes possessions. He For him to be effective, he needs 100 possessions. 10 of them, he's going to be bad. Another 10, he's going to break, right? Another 10, he's going to turn over the ball. And then every once in a while, he's going to throw a good dime and make a layup. And you're like, yes, that's the Russ we want. But then you have to look at every other possession that he's taking away from better uh, decision makers like LeBron. It made no sense why they got him. Zero. There was no reason to get Russ. There's no reason to get rid of Caruso. So I knew the Lakers were done the preseason. You could see it, but I knew it before the preseason. The Warriors, I knew because the, they looked bad a couple years ago. When I was I was talking to you, I remember that. And they looked terrible. And I was like, yo, they're not going to be good in that. And you're like, I believe in my team. <laughs> and they turned out trash, just like the preseason. You can see it. Wait, and like, what was this? The, when Steph got hurt, the, the hand, when he broke his hand. Like, they oh. would get bludgeoned in the first games, even when he was in there. And you could see it. It's, it's not really about the results. You're not looking for, like, preseason wins. You're just looking for habits, right? You're looking at the process. Yeah, I still... You can tell I, the difference. You can tell yeah, the difference. I mean, I don't, I don't think... I think that's a little different grading a team that's, like, brand new together, lost some pieces, versus a team that the Lakers that still, while they had new pieces, still had, like, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Now, granted, they, those players weren't playing in the in the preseason but I don't I don't think that's the same like I didn't think the Warriors were gonna be that year when Steph broke his hand and was out I didn't think the Warriors were gonna be a contending team um I don't think that the way that they started was how they were gonna finish the season I mean even last year they they got blown out the first couple of games right but there was something different last year is what I'm saying is I saw something but people didn't notice that in the beginning of the season I mean let's let's just speak to me here let's speak to me because I I can't speak for everyone so 
I saw something different in last preseason than I did because of Ubre. They brought in Ubre, and I think they brought in some other dudes that they got rid of. But I felt like at least they could hold up against uh, some of the bigger teams. I, you guys were getting killed in every way in 2019. Right, but you got to remember in that year, like they brought in D'Lo and they were going to change him. So like they were going to have like roster stuff happening throughout that whole season. So it's hard to really say. But once his hand got broken, it was like, by the time Whatever. they would have gotten rid of D'Lo, you guys would have been. I just, I didn't think you guys were going to be a good team that year. I actually think um, D'Lo getting traded to Wiggins was like the best thing because that's what really changed. But that was going to happen regardless. I mean, I don't know that it was going to over. Way later in the for season, Wiggins. though, like halfway through the season. Right. But what I'm saying is, it how soon or when things happen, I think we're all like affected by like Steph's timeline. Like, it might have been sooner. It might like I don't know what was gonna happen, but my right. point is that like I don't I don't think that they ever would have been like this team that was like a you know a bottom feeder team, like only having like a few wins is what I'm saying. I think Steph Curry would have been enough to still buy them wins, and even if they would have been like on maybe, the outs, maybe the tenth seed. Is that what you're saying? Maybe that. Yeah, I think they could have been on the outside looking in and you could have still had a situation where they like, there wasn't a play-in game, but they that was also the season. Wasn't that the season like they had the bubble? Yeah, it was. Right, so there, there was just so much stuff. So I, I don't look too much into that season. I just don't believe if you have, and to me, that's that's the credit I give a player like Bron or Katie or any of those guys. I don't think if you have one of those players that you're ever really going to be like completely out of it. I'm not saying that you're going to be a contender automatically, but I do think like his greatness is enough to lift you to like, you're going to be like, you know, right there on the the outskirts looking at. I guess it's just, even on the outskirts, I mean, if you're below eighth, uh, that's kind of how I see it. You're just not a good team. I guess I feel like the way that they were, the way that they were last year, how they finished as eight, well, they ended up not making it, but the way that they were in the eighth spot and finished, but we know that they were really more like a, a a fourth seed or a little higher fifth seed, I guess is what I'm saying. We know that where they finish is not what they really are. I guess what I'm saying is I would have actually expected them to probably be like maybe an eight seed that in that year. Huh? I do. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, I, I didn't see that at all. I thought yeah, I was solidly in the in the in the lottery. Like again, the team I saw in that preseason was different than the one I saw last year. And the, and then this year I saw an amazing team, a team that again was clicking all cylinders. I didn't see 18 and 2. I saw like, yeah, they're gonna be top four easy. So I mean they play and they played both sides well. If I felt like Steph had less uh to carry. It just looked like he was just kind of chilling, waiting for his spots, and then taking over when he needs to. Which, right. by the way, I love the new rotation. By the way, I absolutely love it. The the I when he it. starts, <laughs> he starts and then rests in the middle. So he's starting it. every quarter and finishing every quarter. Brilliant! It's it's That's perfect. Not. That's why That's he's going choppy. off. Why do you think he's going off in the fourth? It's because he cannot. He gets to start it and get a feel for it. That's the fourth, but it's affecting him throughout other parts of the game. I mean, we'll he's see. Not I know if they bad keep... though. He's not playing bad in the other parts. I know if they keep winning, it's gonna stay. But I don't like it. It's very <laughs> choppy. It's not. I it's think perfect. that they... it makes complete sense because he's starting and ending every quarter. Yes, but that doesn't mean that the way that they're achieving that is making sense. It doesn't mean that there's not another way to get to it. Like it's I do want way. him. 
I want there's lots of ways like there's one this is one way that they try there's also just maybe limiting like his second quarter minutes and not having him play a smaller amount of time in the second quarter because the main thing is is Kerr's just trying to get to him not playing like a certain amount of minutes over it doesn't have to be that I take him out because there's been plenty of times like in the first in the third like tonight versus the Clippers like I think they blow that game wide open in the third if Curry never goes to the bench right and then you're not even in the fourth quarter so like there are times that like the fact that he played a certain amount of minutes when he was needed to come in in the fourth quarter Kerr doesn't bring him in because he's worried about minutes but there's also a lot of times that they just ended games in the third quarter because he played them so there's a trade-off you know so that's what I'm saying I I I think I see that too I think uh, from what I've watched they've increased leads because he's uh when he started the third quarter he does his thing they increase the lead and then when he goes to rest they keep increasing it and then he comes back and he just closes it out in the first few minutes of the fourth quarter. And then that doesn't rest. happen every game. Like of tonight, course. that didn't happen. Of course it doesn't happen every game. But but for the last five minutes, he's resting. So I feel like I like it because he was struggling in the fourth quarter the first like, I don't know, six games of the season. When they changed it, I felt like he just it just clicked. But I don't think that has anything to do with the rotation because he struggles in the beginning of the season every year. Like that's a no, common thing. When it, when it changed, it he went super Nova in the fourth. Like once they changed the rotation, he's what like, I'm saying is, but you're attributing that. What I'm saying is, you're attributing that to the rotation versus him just getting into rhythm for the season, which happens not, every year. Why are you not attributing to the rotation? It has because rotation. every year he starts off slow and he's uh, like that. I, I they challenge do. that. <laughs> Many people have pulled the numbers, so it, they're out there. You can go look he them up. He starts slow percentage-wise. I'm talking about fourth quarter specifically. I don't think he starts slow every year in the fourth quarter. That's not true. I'm just saying the shooting and his slowness, I don't examine it by quarter. What I'm saying is he starts off slow for the season and then, you know, by five or six games and he gets better. So what I'm saying is I think that he would have gotten like that regardless of any change in the rotation. That's so all I'm arguing. That may or may not be true. I haven't looked at the numbers, but from what I remember. I, I didn't focus on fourth quarters only. In, 20, in 2016, he started off hot. 2016 is one of the few oh, years. One second, one second. 2016, he started off hot. 2017, he was cold because he was integrating KD. 2018, he started off hot. 2019, he started off 50-50-90. I remember that because he was in the MVP conversation. So I don't know about that. I have to check the numbers. I do. You have to look at it because I can't. But I don't what I'm know saying the- is also true. Is Those are the patterns that happen. But specifically this year in the fourth quarter, he was struggling. And then they change the rotations, and now he has enough energy. Someone has already pulled the numbers, so I'll find the tweet and send it to you. What I'm saying is they did, like, 2016 is an outlier year. That's not normal for him. All the other years, the first five. Huh? 18 and 19. No, not just 18 and 19. Even whether you're attributing it to KD, why he started slow, I'm just saying he starts off slow the first But he didn't start slow in 2018, and he didn't start slow in 2019. And 2016. Those are three years. Okay. So the numbers for those games. You can look this up. (laughs) You can look it up too. The numbers for these games. I have looked it up. That's why I'm saying it because I looked it up. Okay, so look it up and send it. I've seen the people who looked it up too because I did it. What's his name? Grant Liffman like tweeted the stat like, "Oh, what do you know? Look at this." And there's also Dre. You know that guy. 
who's like always into stats, you know, in, in Urkel's spaces. And he's just like, no, he went through year by year and did the numbers. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it, I'm not saying this because I'm just arbitrarily saying it because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember like these things from my memory, like the way people do. Like, I don't remember how stuff starts and finishes because it doesn't matter to me. But what I'm saying is that when people provide the, the stats for context, I'm just like, oh, well, he always starts slow. So like, why are people making a big deal? So what I'm saying, it was brought to my attention and it was multiple years. And someone specifically was like, 2016 is like actually one of the outlier years. He doesn't normally start like that. So whether it's down to the fourth quarter, I don't know. But I don't necessarily attribute like the rotation change to the reason why now he started like going off in the fourth quarter. What I'm saying is the ability to play more minutes, I think, and be like consistent is going to give him the ability to do that. And so what I'm saying is you can achieve that goal without it being like, I'm going to just pull you out in the middle of the first quarter. Cause like literally he'll be like in a rhythm and he'll just start hitting shots and then Kerr will take him out. You know, like that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. And when really your only objective is to be able to have him play whole fourth quarters, right? That's the objective. And also to um, limit his minutes to 35 or whatever, 33, whatever the magic number is that Kerr has, right? So you could do that if you just lessen his minutes in the second quarter, right? That's like the least important quarter, and just let him play more in the fourth. Why do you have to keep breaking up the first quarter and breaking up the third quarter? Why does that have to happen? I just I just like the idea of uh, starting and ending quarters. That's really what I like. I like that distribution. So even in the fourth, I'm pretty sure if you guys had a big lead, he was still, re- not a big lead, a decent lead. He was still rest in the middle of the fourth. And then right, come back. he would have. He didn't. I feel like it, it's, 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 I don't know, from what I've seen, it seems to keep him in rhythm at the end of the third, at least in the beginning of the fourth. So I just, I like that because you guys lost a lot of games last year where he would just either go cold or sit way too many minutes. So if this is the compromise, it's working. It's working. So I'm like, why, why tweak it any more than it is now when it's clearly working and he gets to end quarters? The way I actually like it because even when I'm watching, I'm like, yo, Steph is starting the 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 fourth. <laughs> like it threw me off. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what he needs to get in rhythm and just close these dudes out. And you guys are winning. So I just don't know. What is well, I'm not complaining about it. What I'm saying yeah, is you. that I don't I'm not complaining. No, I'm saying that we're winning, so it's probably not gonna change, but he doesn't like it. Steph has said it. And if my player doesn't like it, but I don't like when we're watching the games, you can visibly see like there's times it's like what this is like not it, it it's I don't it, there I think is a lot of other superstars, uh a lot of other dudes who do that. Like they get out in the middle of the court and come back to end. But I that's what they do. Like, I just, I think, I think my issue with Kurt is the rigidity of him feeling the need that it needs to be the same every game. I think I would just prefer a coach who can like go by the games and look to say, okay, this is the right time to take someone out or not. Like you said, like him being sat too long would make him fall out of rhythm, but that's a function of Kerr just because he didn't want him to go over a certain number of minutes is what I'm saying. He didn't have to sit him as long as he did. So the, the, You'd the be whole surprised reason. how many other coaches do that with their superstars. You'd be surprised. It happens a lot often 
where I see a lot of the other dudes uh, who follow the other teams or the fans, like, yo, why isn't Paul George back in? Why isn't LeBron back in? Bring him back. Like, it happens all the time. But if you think about the length of a season and you're trying to save him for the playoffs, quote unquote, I think it's a good idea. I really do. I think he needs his rest. I don't think these games are that important. If you guys were eight, uh, like, if you lost five games, you'd be okay. But the fact that he's he's getting going in the fourth, to me, is way more important than that first quarter, him finishing the whole first or the third. I'd rather My argument isn't him playing more minutes. My argument is that achieve that fourth quarter goal without it being choppy, without it being disruptive, without taking him out. Like, like he'll hit like two straight threes and curse like, oh, okay, it's the mark to take him out. That's my point. Like, I'm not disputing that I don't want him to play more in the fourth or that I want. What I'm saying is, can we do it in a way where it's not like, oh, this is the schedule. I got to take him out and like interrupt your own fucking run. Like they had started a third quarter run. There were like tweets tonight, like, oh, the Warriors are are, are doing the third quarter Warriors thing. I and think then, that was the ref thing though. I think the officials messed up the run. It wasn't Steph coming out. It was the officials. Like the, you guys got a, a tag. I disagree. And then a, a bunch of uh, foul calls, some, some ticky tacky in the third. I think that was a ref thing this time the rest definitely interrupted the flow of the game but the the lead started to dwindle even before that when Kerr took him out so again like I said they're winning so it's not going to change while they're winning but every time Steph is asked about it he's like we'll do it for now it's working but he's he's made it clear <laughs> that he doesn't I haven't like watched it. those post games so I, I yeah. haven't seen he doesn't uh, like it and okay. I'm like he's still someone who can trump it he doesn't love it and I think he's gonna always know what's best for his rhythm but like obviously you know he's always been a team guy first so like if the team is winning he'll probably stick with it but you know there have been the talks like how Steph has had some bad games and and Steph still isn't like shooting the way like he normally does. I do think some of that has to do with. He's been on fire for the last like ten games. He's been on. Oh my god, what what are they talking about? He's been. Jeremiah, on- I sometimes I don't know how up to date you still are on the Warriors. There's been some, you know. Not who's the whole t- last who's these, Like he's been on. He's on fifty, forty, nineties in in the last nine, ten games. I don't know what people are watching because he's been he's had some games where the shooting like he's just like it 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 hasn't all been overall Steph is playing well so I'm not trying to suggest that he's not right that's my guy what I'm saying is the last like 10 games if anyone I don't know if maybe I'm missing something he was he was shooting bad at the beginning but the last game the last I checked he was over 50 and then I like 46 percent from three and then 95 and 33 a game. That's the last 10 games. So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I think the rotation is he has some of those like super efficient games that like offset some others. So if you're just looking at them collectively as an average, that might say that, but yeah. there are some games in between there where it's like, eh, that's like what I'm saying. Toronto one, I think that's about it. Right. And is there any other one? I don't remember because I have to look at their last 10 games, but I know that I know that as I am watching the games, I'm like, Ugh, uh, he's you know? right now. yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's not, it's not the, it's, it's just not the, you know, it, 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 you can see that the rotation is 
affecting him but it might be one of those things that like once he just gets used to it then it doesn't matter right and then you'll see like a more consistent game throughout the game Steph is a high variance player anyway we know that so maybe it's just not going to change I don't know all I, I know is that he's, he's been as good as he was last year yet which is crazy to say he's been better defensively than he was last year but offensively I don't think he's hit that his mark yet I don't think he's in mid 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 season form yet, and he doesn't usually get there till around All Star, so that's right. fine. But I think I do think there's another level he's gonna get to, um, just from because last year that man he 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 reached like a higher level of consciousness, like with his play is crazy. So like watching him this year, I'm like, man, this is not the same guy, and he still looks like the best player in the league. He's got another level. There's another one there. Maybe it's a rotation. If he's if he doesn't like it, it might be part of it. But I think he if he embraces it, which I want him to personally, <laughs> I think he's gonna go off. He's gonna have one of those April months, like he just goes crazy. But yeah, I think I think ultimately we're both saying the same thing. Like we all yeah, want yeah. him to play. I think we're just trying to say, like, is there another way that Kerr can tweak the rotation to make it happen versus how he's doing it? And maybe there's not, but I don't know. I don't know. I think he just has to embrace it. I really do. I think this is the right way. But I understand what you're saying, but I I think this is the way to go. I really do. I love watching him in the fourth quarter from the 12 minute mark. I right, love but why do we act like there's only one way to achieve that? There's always I just, multiple ways. I just told to you the only reason I like it is because he's starting quarters and ending quarters. That's and I I love that too. But I do not love when I see the man hit two threes in a row and then Kerr's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I'm the with time. You. This is the time I take you out. Like that's fucking stupid to me. I'm with you, you on know? that. So yeah. if like if if Kerr could just be a little bit more looser with things and not so rigid, then I'd probably be fine with it. But I don't think he should mess with it until it stops working. I really don't. I think he should stick to it until something changes. I just think he don't don't mess with it right now. It's everything's working almost well, too. It's much. not my call anyway. It's <laughs> call and it's he might he might call. watch this call. You never know. He might be like, you know what? I gotta change it up. That's I'm pretty it. sure they're not listening to nothing. I, I know that Steve Kerr is not listening to anything I say because I am no say, You know what we got to do? We got to tag Curry right after this and then see if he... Listen, I know we've been talking way long. This is the problem with talking to someone like you because me and you are talking like it's not a podcast, so... Oh, yeah, by the way, it's been a couple hours, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is a, a really long episode. It's a little Rocky different than my... Pie. Yes, OTS, produced by OTS. It's a little longer than I normally go, so we should wrap this up. I wanted to, though, just for the Suns and and Warriors, do you think the the Suns are winning both games? Do you agree with me that it's probably going to be a split? Where do you come down on that? I think it's going to be a split. I think each team wins at home. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, and then you want the Suns to go all the way and win it because they're your team. But you do think that with the Warriors and having Clay coming back, that they are probably the, the team to right. beat, although that doesn't make them unbeatable. But you struggle to find, you know, a team that could really beat them. But if if there is, it's probably the Suns or the um 
the Bucks or the Heat, maybe, or the Nets if Kyrie comes back. Is that right? It's just the Nets if Kyrie comes back. That's the only team with a healthy clay because the formula is there. You guys have a top one player. You have the uh, secondary star and you have the best defense in the league. That's that's going to work in any era, any era. So it's going to be the Nets because they have three legit superstars. And right now one is playing like a role player. So it's either them or nobody. If Clay comes back like himself, it's the Warriors or the field. I'm going to pick the Warriors in all honesty. Okay. Well, thank you, Jeremiah. We're probably going to keep talking. (laughs) We're going to keep, no, I do. I'm just like, I'm sorry. My mind is thinking about so many things. You, you, I told y'all like at the beginning of the show, Jeremiah drives me a little crazy. Like, but those are, those are the best people, honestly, to talk to because they challenge the way that you think and your thought process and you know, you can kind of get lost in your own world and how you think and being a Warriors fan. And so hearing someone who is like objective from the outside, who has a really good perspective, you know, point things out to you is always a good thing. So I'm never going to, even if I fight you on it, disagree with you on it, I appreciate you for it, Jeremiah. So thank you. I appreciate you having me on because, you know, I'm just a fan. So I really appreciate this. I love having basketball conversations you know we both love the nba so you know yeah a great way to spend the night it is and i think fans are some of the best people to talk to like i mean fans can be neurotic and crazy and you're actually not one of those people i definitely can get into it um i think way more than you but (laughs) i think i think because we are fans our knowledge is discounted and how we understand the game and i also think Fans of a team tend to know the team in and out more than like any other person, like outside of the media that might cover that team. But like, I think a fan knows a team more than like the national media. You're following them in and out. You're watching everything that's happening to them. You know, all the interviews. So I, I love to get the fan perspective and I, I don't, I don't like to discount us. I don't like that. Like media will try to look down on us like, oh, well, I just have all these fucking credentials. And so you're not worth anything. I don't believe in that shit. So, (laughs) yeah, for real. You know, so I appreciate We're not not trying to like uh, get gain any access to anybody. So we just say what, what we mean. Right. It's not access journalism. We, we, we speak from the heart and, um, no, I appreciate everything that you bring. Um, I hope my listeners appreciate. I'm sorry that this was like a little bit of a longer show, but I, I think Jeremiah brings a lot, even if some of it is propaganda about the Suns. But <laughs> all facts, no propaganda. We, he's predicting a split. I think it will be a split. I hope that I'm wrong because I feel like I keep um I feel like I keep shortchanging my own team because every time I say it's going to be a close game or it's going to be competitive, it just hasn't been that. So I'm probably going to get killed for saying that it's going to be a split, but I I do think the Suns are a good team. And so, you know, I think it'll, you know, a loss has to come at some point. Although I think most of the Warriors losses will never come against the teams we think that they should come against. So it may be the Suns, it may not be, but I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a chippy game, like 
that light skin on y'all team Booker, he got a little like attitude on him. We already know how things go down between Steph and Chris Paul, Draymond. I think it's just going to be a lot of chippiness. I think it's going to be a great fun game and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be, but it's going to be fun. I actually wanted to go through it, but can't do it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be there for Christmas. Anyway, Jeremiah, thank you for being on. Um, Thank you for blessing the show. Uh, I look forward to my team beating yours so I can come taunt you. Um, (laughs) um, Really appreciate you being on. Listen, guys, follow the All Nat Pod. uh, Download it. Subscribe. If you're on YouTube, it's available on all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those different places. Leave a five-star review. Leave me some comments. Let me know what you're thinking. That's all important. It helps me out. Appreciate you listening and your support. Until next time, take care, everyone.